the onus is on you as the author to be your best marketer. So maybe you're not the one setting up your own Facebook page. Maybe you have a virtual assistant or a team who's doing it. But this, it, the general stuff is still the same. You still need a strategy that's going to help sell books and sell programs and get you on stages, whether you were traditionally published or, or not. Welcome to The Dream Season, a podcast for entrepreneurs, writers, and creatives of all kinds looking to finally find some balance in your life so you can get back to enjoying the things you love and even the things you don't love but have to do anyway. I'm your host, Holly Ostara, and together we're going to bring delight, inspiration, and sustainability to your creative flow, one season at a time. So let's make this the season of your dreams. Everybody. Welcome back to the dream season. Today, I'm talking to Melanie Hirschhorn and Melanie wants to make your book and brand shine as a nonfiction and children's book marketing strategist for authors, coaches, consultants, and speakers worldwide. She's on a mission to support and empower her clients to build a business with their book as the foundation and to help them share their message with the world. Using her unique combination of entrepreneurship, award-winning journalism, and PR experience, Melanie guides her clients to create brand awareness, sell books, and position themselves as subject matter experts so that they can make a big impact with their book. She also loves to provide book marketing tips and interview authors on her YouTube show, Authority Marketing Live. Melanie, it's so good to have you today. Welcome. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. I am so excited to talk to you because we work in such a complimentary field. So I help people write their books. You help people make money from their books. And this is so important, especially for our creative women entrepreneurs who really want to be able to stand out in a crowded market and build their brand authority and build their legitimacy and authority with their clients and have clients coming to them instead of having to go knock on their clients' doors. Exactly. And what's interesting is like, sometimes people think, well, if I write a book, you know, that's really going to, that's going to change, change everything for me. Right. But you have to also market it (laughs) for that to make a difference. Yeah. A book is a product and you can't just throw any product up on the shelves and expect it to just make millions of dollars. Even Procter and Gamble market their Tide Pods. Exactly. A little too well though, because we know what happened with that. Oh yeah, I know. (laughs) All the TikTok videos, those poor kids. Um, Hopefully we've all learned a valuable lesson not to do challenges on social media from that. But social media is very important for authors. So tell me how you work with authors to market their book. Tell me kind of the guidance you give them and, and what you find is really important for authors who want to make money from their books. 
Okay. So I am a, a very, you know, an overloaded mom. So I might need you to repeat some of those questions as we go, but I'm going to start with, with the first one is how I help. So how I help authors is by really looking at their books and going, okay, what's my mission? How can I take this book and share it with the world in a way that is going to make an impact? How can I take this book and build a business with it, you know, create new revenue streams from it? And how can I leverage other people's audiences and other people's platforms to really get my book and my mission out in the world? And so the way I do that is in a program that I have called The Impactful Author, and I also do it in one-on-one. And now ask me the other questions because I've already <laughs> Sure. No worries. I also have mom brain fog, so I totally don't blame you for that. I would love to know how you work with your clients and how you guide them towards making more money with their books. Okay. So, oh, and also aside from mom brain, I have my kitten who just had surgery and she knocked the cone of shame off her neck and I'm watching her to make sure she doesn't do things with her scar. So Yes. So how I guide authors is by really going deep on their book. First, we take a look at what's inside, you know, what's between the covers, so to speak. What makes your book different? What makes you different? How can we position you as somebody offering something special to the world? Because every author has something special to offer. The only thing that stops us is our mindset problems. And I'm guilty of those too. So once we've, you know, really established your message, then it's about establishing you as an authority, as a thought leader. Um, And how do you do that? Well, first of all, it's with your messaging and it's with growing a community of people that are interested in what you have to offer. And it's also about leveraging other people's audiences, speaking on other people's podcasts like this one, or or speaking in summits, or you know speaking to groups, and also about building credibility. Like, how about getting some book reviews on Amazon? How about doing that? <laughs> because a lot of people they're like, well, it's up on Amazon, but the truth is, would you buy a book that didn't have any reviews? Probably not, unless it was your best friend's book, right? Never. Yeah, I would never. And I'm an author of four books that have been published. And getting reviews is tough sometimes. It's like pulling teeth. It's absolutely like that. It might be more painful because you are asking for something. And you're not asking, it's not like somebody did something for you and then you're asking for a favor in return. It's like, you're saying, you know, hey, can you do me a favor? But the thing that you have to remember is that keep your mission in mind whenever you are asking for reviews and let people know that you're not asking for reviews because you have an ego problem. You're asking for reviews because you want to make a bigger impact with your book and your mission and your passion. And you can't do that if people don't know about your book. So when you think of it like the bigger picture, that can sometimes be an easier way to approach the emails that you have to send every three days to the same person (laughs) Mm -hmm. until they finally do it. Yeah. Yeah. My business coach, she always says selling is helping. 
And that is something that's really stuck with me because selling can feel so cringy. Asking people to do something can feel so cringy and so uncomfortable and so scary. And if you just keep reminding yourself that somebody out there needs your book, somebody out there wants to read your book, they just don't know it exists yet. And by selling it to them, by marketing it, by making sure it's visible, you're helping them find it and you're helping them solve a problem that they have. Absolutely. And a book is not a high ticket item. You know, you go to the store and you're in line, like I'm like at Forever 21, for example, where they have all that really sparkly stuff and like I can never resist. And you drop $19.99 in two seconds on something like that. So it's it's like, you're not asking for them to, to give away their firstborn child. You're just asking for them to support you and a mission that they can probably get behind. Mm-hmm. And benefit from too. So when I work with authors, I find that a lot of authors at first think I want to be traditionally published. I want to get a book deal because I don't want to have to do the marketing myself. And they're scared of marketing. They want to get some publisher to buy their book so that the publisher will do the marketing for them. And that's just not true anymore. No, it's not true at all. I, I agree. Yeah. Do you find that people come to you who have been traditionally published and they have different desires or expectations about how marketing should work than indie published authors? Or how do you respond to these differently? How do you work with them differently? You know, the work is the same. I will tell the way I work with them is the same because whether you wrote um, a children's book about animals that help people or you wrote the next best leadership book, whether you were traditionally published or you created your own imprint, the marketing still is on you. The onus is on you as the author to be your best marketer. So Maybe you're not the one setting up your own Facebook page. Maybe you have a virtual assistant or a team who's doing it. But the general stuff is still the same. You still need a strategy that's going to help sell books and sell programs and get you on stages, whether you were traditionally published or, or not. Now, sometimes those who are traditionally published, who have been adamant that they don't want to be a, they don't want to work with a hybrid publisher. They don't want to work with a self-publisher. It has to be traditionally published. That's fine. A lot of times they will say, well, you know, I don't need marketing. I just need someone to do it for me. Or I just need a publicist. That's all I need. But the truth is, and I hear this from publicists, it's that if they don't have marketing set up already, a publicist, however great they are at their job, they still can't do what you're hoping that they can do because there's no foundational pieces. I'll give you an example. There was a woman I met once who had hired a publicist for her book. She had been on 18 different, you know, the publicist had done a great job. They'd gotten her on like 18 different media outlets, including a a national morning show. And when she got to me, we were talking and I said, so, so how many books have you sold? And she said, a hundred. Oh my gosh. And yeah. And if you don't know if a hundred is a lot or a little, it's not a lot. It's like not a lot at all. You could probably sell that to your cousins if you have enough cousins. So when I went to her website to kind of figure out, you know, diagnose Dr. Melanie, what's going on. And it turns out that the messaging 
was the issue. I went to her website. I had no idea what she did. I had no idea what her book was about. It was so painfully vague. I was not surprised at all that she wasn't selling books because yeah, you might see this person on the Today Show, but then you go to their website and you're like, I don't know what this is. You know, it takes like sometimes like 20 touch points to get to make a sale. So if they get to your website and they don't know what you're selling or they get to your Facebook page and you have pictures of your cat and then they go to your Instagram and there's last night's dinner, they're not going to stick around. So whether you are traditionally published or not, you need that coherent, cohesive look and feel to your brand and you need your marketing foundation. Mm -hmm. It makes me wonder if this woman, when she got on the Today Show or wherever she was on national media, did her marketing affect her because she actually didn't know how to talk about her book? I wonder if those opportunities were lost opportunities. Very likely. I mean, it's also possible that the publicist had written something for her, you know, talking points. I, I don't know. I can't speak to that. But what I can say is that she only sold 100 books in the course of a year. Well, what does success look like for you and your authors? Ooh, that's a good one. So a lot of people will come to me and be like, well, how many books should I sell? What does that look like? How will I know when I made it? <laughs> and the truth is it's different for everybody. Some people, their idea of success is creating a podcast based on their book and getting listeners. Some people, their idea of success is having like, 5,000 Instagram followers. But my idea of success is when the client or the author looks backwards and sees how far they've come because it's, it's a slow progression. You know, marketing is a long game. It's a marathon. It is not a sprint. And it's something that you have to do regularly. You can't just expect it to happen overnight. I often call consistency as the granny panties of marketing because it's so unsexy, but you have to do it. So you have to wear them. <laughs> so you got to wear underwear every day, guys. So it's important to just keep looking forward. Sometimes look back to see how far you've come and keep going. So what is success? I, I would have to ask, what is their idea of success? Is it that they're being asked to speak on stages? Because that happens, you know? I had a client, Mike, who had a successful business, but he wrote a book so that he could further his business. And he had only ever looked at people's posts on LinkedIn. He'd never made one of his own. We designed an outreach strategy. And within a week, he was getting... DMs from people on LinkedIn saying, hey, I need you to come speak at my group. We'll buy 300 copies of your book and we'll pay you. So that's success because that's making an impact. That's leveraging other people's audiences. So I, that was kind of like a answer, but not an answer. <laughs> well, it's one of those tricky questions that no, doesn't really have an answer because like you said, it's different for everybody. And Here's another question that may not have an answer because it's probably going to be different for everybody, but in your experience, how long does it take before a book really 
can take off or has that opportunity to become successful for the author? Well, I think it's along the same lines, right? What do you consider to be success? I have a client who her second book just dropped and she had 800 pre-orders. So to her, that's success because that means 800 people want to read her next book. And that's a big deal. So a book taking off, again, you know, I think when we think about taking off, it's like, well, we're just like on a national morning show or on the Kelly Clarkson show or something like that. But if your book is about, um, you know, helping people with their health, then, and it's, it's like a really niche down target audience, then you could be on a show with millions of people, but maybe only five of them would care. Whereas if you were in a, I don't know, a, a Facebook group just for people who, who care about their health and they're under five feet, then that is going to be a much better barometer of what taking off is if they all buy your book. Yeah. Book marketing is, it's very involved and it, as you said, requires commitment and consistency. Are you a spirited, spectacular woman with a message, method, or framework that would change lives if only more people knew of it? Are you ready to grow your audience, strengthen your authority, and attract more clients through publishing a book? If so, it's time to bring your book idea to life. As a book coach who specializes in working with passionate, purpose-driven women, I can help you successfully write and publish your first or next book. Through a customized blend of strategy, accountability, writing prompts, and sisterhood, I will guide you to clarify your book vision to attract the right readers, structure your book so that it sends your readers on an exciting heroine's journey that makes them take action when they finish reading, create an energizing writing routine even if you don't consider yourself a writer, maintain focus amidst distractions so that you get it done in half the time, query your book proposal to agents and publishers with authority, or self-publish your book with confidence, and make an impact with your book post-launch. Don't let your book stay trapped inside you any longer. Let's get your wisdom out into the world. Visit booksandalchemy.com coaching to learn more about my personalized book coaching services for women who are ready to elevate their reach and impact and get more clients doing it. This is your season. Let's show the world. So Melanie, how soon should an author start working on their book marketing? Is yesterday a good answer? <laughs> is that is that too soon? I think as soon as they have the idea in their head, they should start testing the waters with their marketing. So it doesn't mean you have to say, oh, my forthcoming book in seven years is about this. It's It's not that necessarily. It's really more about sharing your mission, sharing your passion, sharing what you're working on. When you want to really get into your marketing, you know, really start focusing on it regularly, I would say six months out, six months before you publish. But that's not a hard and fast rule. That's like in an ideal world. Sometimes you are working so hard on your book and then you're publishing next week and you're like, oh no, I didn't market it yet. That's okay. I work with people who have published a year ago and they realize that there was no traction and they don't know what to do. And then they go, oh, I need to market my book. 
or maybe, you know, it's time for a second edition. So to say, you know, the sooner the better, but again, I don't want to stress people out because I know that this can be really stressful. So, but again, you know, sometimes it's good to have a guide, somebody who's done this with other authors who can really, you know, make it a little less scary. Yeah. And it can be really scary for a lot of authors. So for folks who are writing nonfiction in particular, could you tell me why a book? So for folks writing nonfiction in particular, they're likely writing it to grow their business in some way, or at least the type of nonfiction authors that we both work with. They're likely writing it to grow their business in some way. So when would a book not be a great investment for somebody who is trying to use a book to grow their their business? Well, a book would not be a great investment if it's not exactly about what you do. So if you are a health coach and you write a book about horses because you like horses, that's wonderful, but that's not going to help advance your business forward. So a lot of times when you're thinking about when should I write a book, it's when you have a proprietary system in place. You have something that you already do. You do it all the time and it works really well. And you realize that you could help more people if you put it in a book form, because not everybody can pay you, you know, $20,000 a month for your amazingness. So that's when a book can really help because then you can create things past that book. So here's a, a scenario. You have a book based on your system. You don't necessarily give away everything, but you show people how to do what you do. And then what's going to happen? They're going to read the book and they're going to go, oh my God, Holly is really an expert. I really want to know what else she's got out there. So they're going to start looking around and they're going to say, oh, look at that. There's a course. I could take a course and it's $300, not 20 grand. So I'm going to go do that. And so it's like bringing, it's a, it's a great introduction to who you are and what you do and how you help in a way that if you didn't have a book, you wouldn't have that. And the other piece of that is not everybody's an author, right? It's still really cool when you talk to somebody and they're like, oh yeah, I wrote a book. I, I even still find it cool. And I only work with authors, but, <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's really cool because not everybody's an author, nor will they be. So when you have that stick to um, that's also, you know, a feather in your cap, so to speak. Yeah. It really shows that you are a committed person who follows through on the things that you've set your mind to, which can be very inspiring for the clients that you want to book. That is true. So what else can you do to build a business with your book? Well, you could create something that goes along with your book. So we mentioned courses. You know, if you're a children's book author, you can create a stuffed animal that goes along and sell that and package it together. If you can monetize a podcast, if, if you have the podcast itself, but you have extra stuff behind a paywall, you can get paid to speak. You can have corporate sponsorships where let's say you're an expert in underwater basket weaving. And that is something that this one company loves to have speakers on. You could ask this company, I'd love to speak. And I would love for you to buy my book to give to everybody in the audience. And 
Then once you have one, you can get more because you say, well, I did this here. I'd like to do it with this company too. Here's proof it works. And so you build up, not only do you build up your sort of roster, but you also build up your, your confidence in that. Because sometimes as an author, it's like, who's going to want to read this? You know, you have to kind of, it's a leap of faith almost, even getting your advanced reviews. When you start reading like, oh, this is good. It gives you that confidence to keep going. Confidence is really important. When I work with fiction clients, I don't do too many anymore, but in the past I did a lot more. When I work with fiction clients, one of the things that I was often having to remind them was that you are creating a business out of this. You are writing this book because you want to be a full-time author. And that means that your book is your business and you need to treat it that way. And that is something that they found a little bit scary, but it's also something that's motivational because it gives you something to work towards. It gives you a target to hit. I know that I need to sit down four or five, six hours every day and write this book, even when it feels hard. And I imagine that book marketing is similar to that, that sometimes you are just sick of looking at TikTok. You are sick of trying to like go viral on book talk. You are sick of sending newsletters but you still have to do it. So how do you help your clients through those difficult times when they just don't want to do it anymore? (laughs) It's the mission. It's reminding you why you are doing this in the first place. You know, what, what is your purpose? What, what is your passion? Why are you helping? How are you helping? And maybe it's time for you to get a virtual assistant who's going to do the posting for you and get your newsletters all ready to go. So you're not the one and only person working in your business, but it's easier to stick with it when you remember why you're doing it. And, and then when you pick up your book, I'm just picking up a book that I produced. When you pick up your book and you hold in your hand and you're like, oh, I made this, you know, you have to stop it. You have to give yourself grace, obviously, because not everything is, is fun all the time. And I often tell my clients, like, you don't have to be on social media every single day of your life. It's going to make you bananas. Cause a lot of people think that social media is where you sell, but it's less about selling and more about building awareness. So you're not going to be able to say, well, I posted this on Instagram and then five people bought my book. It's, it's rare that that kind of thing happens. It's more like I posted this on Instagram and then somebody joined my newsletter. That's more of a likely scenario. So all that to say, you sometimes have to just take a break and then start up again, if it's really that taxing. And maybe what your messaging is, and this, this, I actually have yet to run into this with my clients, but if it were somebody who's been doing all the things, you know, I've been posting here and posting there, and then it's not all working. Maybe it's the messaging and you kind of have to go back to the beginning. And are you saying the right things to the right people? Is what you're saying resonating with them? Are you using big words that they don't know what you're talking about? Or are you using such generic language that they are literally scrolling past you because you're, it's not interesting anymore? It can be really tough. 
Well, right now we are in the middle of the fall season. And I want to know from you, how does book marketing change throughout the year, if it does at all? And what could our authors do here in the fall season to really make the most of their book marketing? Fall season with book marketing is my favorite season because it's a season of hope. You've got the leaves changing colors, unless you're in Phoenix where everything's just beige. You've got the excitement of Halloween, whether you're a child or an adult who likes to dress up and go to parties. You've got the excitement of Thanksgiving because you get to be with family. You get to be grateful for it. And then you've got the excitement of, of Christmas and Hanukkah and all the and all the holidays. It's like a season of holidays, right? So what does that mean for book marketing? It means you have lots of timely things to tie a pitch to, to tie your marketing to. So for example, one of my clients, Christina, she's got, it's a children's book series. She's got a brand new book for Halloween coming out and all these kids activities around Halloween for parents to download. If it were a nonfiction book about leadership, how do you talk about that with Halloween? Well, you don't want leadership to be scary, right? So here are ways to make it a lot less scary and there won't be any ghouls and goblins in your closet or whatever. Another thing, there are a lot of books that come out in the fall. The summer is very quiet. People tend not to publish their books in the summer because they want like a big hurrah when they publish. And a lot of people are just away in the summertime. So the fall is a great time to to really market your book and to publish your book and to get it in advance of Christmas gifts because all books for, could be a great gift for someone during the holidays. You are actually making me really excited to market my upcoming book, which is not upcoming anytime soon. I'm still in the process of writing it, but you're making me really excited about it. And that's never happened before. I've always looked at book marketing as... Well, I don't want to say a necessary evil, but that's how I looked at it. So I don't want to say that, but that's how I felt. But I know that you also have a book coming out too. Would you like to tell us about it? Yes. I'm very excited. That's why my voice changed. It's very exciting when it's your own book. (laughs) I've been so much the, the cobbler's children have no shoes kind of thing. But now my book is coming out. It is called Make a Big Impact with Your Book author marketing strategies for long-term success. And it is a book for nonfiction authors and children's book authors who want to know how they can make a big impact with their book and they don't know where to start. Just kind of, this is kind of meta, but all the things that we've been talking about today, you know, being able to reach a, a wider audience and help people who may not be able to afford to join my program, but they can pay $19.99 or whatever the cost of the book is. I I don't actually know. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we'll make sure that we link it in the show notes, everybody. So if you want to grab Melanie's book, I'll have the link there. Uh, Melanie, what is one tip that you would like to share with any budding authors? Just in general, just any tip at all? Any tip at all? Well, you could align it towards book marketing or not. Any tip at all. Oh my. Okay. 
I have to narrow it down to just one. Um, okay. So I'll, I'll make it about book marketing because otherwise I could go on a whole tangent. We wouldn't want that. One tip would be to remember that your words matter. And that can be taken in a few ways. Of course, I had to make it bigger again. So what you say matters, but also the words in your book, they matter. They're going to help somebody in some way. And it's going to be Maybe when you least expect it, you know, sometimes if you're having a bad day, you might see a, a review pop up on Amazon where somebody says, wow, this book changed my perspective. This book changed my life. This book changed my children's lives. And that is what's going to keep you going. So just remember that your words really matter. That's so important. And for all of you entrepreneurs out there who think I'm not a writer, just remember that you are, you can be a writer. If you can speak, you can talk and your words matter. That's really lovely. I love to ask everyone one thing that they are grateful for this week. Would you like to share something? Absolutely. I am grateful for finding my voice because I always sort of took a step back and didn't think that what I had to say maybe would make a difference. And I have seen amazing results for authors because I give them my guidance. So I'm grateful for having that opportunity. That is really special. And I'm sure that your authors are grateful that you found your voice too. <laughs> Thank you. Well, where can everybody find you online, Melanie? Oh, I'm everywhere. No, um, I, you can go to my website, vipbookmarketing.com. If you're an Instagram kind of person, then I am there. If you're on LinkedIn, I'm there. If you're on Facebook, I'm there and I'm on YouTube and everything is VIP book marketing because I practice what I preach about being consistent across all platforms. I love that. And that is something that I especially need to check up on. Cause I know that I have a couple that are different. So you've given me a great tip today too. And I'm really grateful that you came on to chat with us today. Thank you. Me too. This was so much fun. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the dream season. I've got just one thing to ask of you. Please, please, please leave a review on Apple iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. All you need to do is select a star rating and I hope it's five stars, but please be honest and tap type or even voice to text one or two sentences about your experience listening something you learned or something you loved. This is the single most important thing you can do to help this podcast succeed. And as a thank you to anyone who leaves a review today, I will send you a free audio guided visualization for each season. So you can find your creativity no matter the season. Just email a screenshot of your review to hello at booksandalchemy.com and I'll send you the visualization. Thank you again for listening. And remember, no matter the season, remember to dream.